Welcome to episode 544 of the LeeCast Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan King Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rockards. He's back. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Hey, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, indeed. I'm excited to do the show, guys. I'm so um, happy that Aiden's here. Me too. Thank you. We missed you. We were very lost without you. We didn't yeah, know what to do. I, so. I cried for like two hours after the show. Mm-hmm. So we just oh. talked about how Yone and Rift Herald are broken and if they had a love child it would ruin league of legends for approximately an hour and a half so yeah it was not the most quality episode but this one will be um because we've got one new patron a little bit of league cast news we'll talk about uh, a collie's voiceover question mark uh i think oh no not a is not the name of someone it's what we have for the stories which is nothing (laughs) (laughs) we'll talk about manscaped uh we'll do a little bit of guaranteed guffaws um on uh the streamer tournament that happened last weekend i think yeah. as well as uh we'll talk about the yi changes really quick um we'll talk about a little bit of competitive league the nord vpn and close it out with roundtable and mail fight aiden how are your two weeks my two weeks are good i did a lot man i played nice. a lot of the league i've been playing a shitload of community games if you're not part of our discord please i fucking implore is implore you the right, right yeah. thing to say yeah. i implore you to join uh that's discord.gg slash leadcast because I, we've been having so much fun we have someone who's been waiting in our uh community <laughs> games channel for the last week and a half waiting for the next one um so shout out to x strong and our fucking discord just hanging out there like a champion he doesn't want to miss out and you, you shouldn't want to miss out either so make sure to get in the discord if he's not if he's not first in line i don't know, i'm i'm leaving can you imagine i'd be like hey man other people are here for <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> um yeah so that, that, that i've been having a lot of fun playing that i've also been having a lot of fun if people have been in our discord uh if they've been looking at the tft channel because i've been spamming hyper roll um i hit fucking the top rank in like the top rank tier in hyper roll uh, which There's is like the fast yeah like, so all hyper rolls rated and it's oh, like I see. There, the the tiers are all like named. So hyper is the orange tier, which is like forty two hundred plus. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I did uh, I hit hyper in last set on, yeah. and like after I hit hyper, I looked it up to be like, oh, where am I in the rank distribution? And I was like forty two hundred, and the rank yeah. one hyper role player was at like nine thousand. <laughs> Yeah, I I actually was like just exactly top one thousand when I hit it, which is kind of oh, nice. cool. Um, so that felt pretty good. Cool. Uh, I, I was just spamming the same comps. So I don't think I'm actually good, but okay. So if if you spam the same comp every game, you're gonna lose a couple of them. But like, and obviously the comps up here, I was playing Astral Mages because Astral Mages is fucking turbo broken right now. But if I can run it every game and other people are also running it every game, but I always finish better than them, I'm at least playing the comp better than them, right? Which yeah, accounts no. for something, right? <laughs> yes, it does, and I. I think it's a really dumb mindset that people have that like maining one comp makes you like not a good player because mm-hmm. that's what like all of the best players do is they main one comp and like they learn the other comps and you get flexible eventually but like if you if you look at like the top 30 players probably 28 of them if you like have the same comp in seven out of their last 10 matches. 
Like, yeah. it's people actually, just run the same comp all the time. It's actually fucking wild if you compare this to any other game. Like, if you go to a the fighting game tournament and you only play one character, you're <laughs> like, you're not a good player. You're shit. Meanwhile, yeah. like every single what? like every single player is just playing one, like maybe two, maybe three, like under the most extremely like beneficial set of circumstances. But like yeah. that's yeah. so dumb. I mean, I understand the idea is that it's supposed to be an RNG game where like you're supposed to adapt to the circumstances. That being said, I don't play enough yeah. TFT in a year <laughs> to learn all the comps and stuff. So like if I learn one or two or three really, really well, then I can play those mm-hmm. like just uh, without looking shit up. Um, and then I can like kind of adapt on the fly. Yeah, uh, whereas- right. And you can you, you learn the core of your comp and you can like slot in two or three units or depending on like, the traits. Yeah, I got a, I got a mage hat this game, so I can now tech out this thing and put in mm-hmm. this thing instead, right? Like, you learn all those things. Like, it's fun. I, I don't know. I, I think it's fun. Either way, I hit top 1,000 in that, so I feel really good about that. <laughs> um, outside of that, uh, I've been playing lots of Ultimate Spellbook. I put a couple clips in the fucking Discord. I played my favorite Ultimate Spellbook game of all time yesterday. <laughs> I played Volibear with Quinault, which sounds awful, but we were winning, so it was fun. So <laughs> I have two clips, one where... I spawn in base and their enemy team's doing dragon. So I run from base as Volibear, 1500 movement speed all the way to dragon, one <laughs> auto it and lasted it. <laughs> and then another one where I, I respawn, I recall, uh, run all the way top lane and just one uh, auto a fucking hybrid. <laughs> it's so funny. Like you, you get a, a good combo in that game and it like, it, it feels so good if you're winning and then it feels so bad if you're losing. Yeah, I don't even think it's that good of a combo. It's just that we were yeah, winning, yeah, yeah. so it was super fun. Like, I could exactly. see myself playing that 10 times in a row, and I'd probably enjoy it 3 out of the 10. But mm-hmm. it, it was a really fun game. Um, and then other than that, um, I have a couple little things. Like, one, I have this really cool idea for a patron-type thing that I think I'm going to do. It's going to be a more of a live thing, so it's not going to be traditional Patreon content, but this will be, like, when it's my turn in the rotation, so, like, two months yeah. from now, where... Uh, I want to get 100 people in our Discord at the same time and do a single elimination quiz. All league trivia. Um, if you get a question wrong, you're out. And last person <laughs> standing wins something. Um, 100 people. That's insane. I, I think it's fun. I think I can get 100 people. I think I know how to do it. Um, I think it's going to be fucking fun. I'm going to try to set that up. It'll be like two months away because my Patreon time isn't till uh september i think so we'll we'll check out on that um and last uh thing this is a little bit of a fucking sellout thing uh i'm doing a, a short little sellout stream on wednesday i'm sponsored by a fucking mobile game it's a star trek mobile game that being said the only reason i bring it up here is that i have this idea because hey I, it's nice when people support me also fucking mobile games pay a shitload of money turns out if i get 30 people to sign up it pays more than two if i got 200 subs that's how much fucking mobile games oh pay my by the way god um, but anyways, uh, what I'm doing is if you fucking go through all this shit, all this stuff is in our announcements and I'll also be talking about it on stream. Uh, if you like hit level whatever and then get the ship or whatever, all the like sponsor requirements that you have to do, I'm going to fucking play a duo queue game with you. If you do it, you send me a screenshot of you doing it. It fucking shows up in my feed. I'm going to play a duo queue game with you. Yeah. It doesn't matter the ELO. I'm going to fucking hop on an account. We're going to duo queue a game. So uh, that's what I'm doing because uh, holy shit, mobile sponsors pay a gross amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Anyways, I'll be doing that Wednesday, uh, starting 10 o'clock, and then you can obviously do it anytime in the next week if you want to uh, check out our announcements tab on our Discord. Nice. 10 p.m.? Yeah, 10 p.m. EST. Bloggers. That's exciting. Nice. Colton, how was your you, week? Colton? Yeah. Uh, my week is pretty good. Unlike Aiden, I'm not doing a sellout stream because I'm a, I'm a casual streamer that, that turns on the stream every couple months. Cooking stream very soon. Yeah, very, very soon. <laughs> um, 
but I've been playing more League. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know how I feel about the game right now. Like, there's there been some points where I'm like, this is ridiculous, and some where I'm like, yeah, it seems pretty fine. Um, I definitely need to get more games to have a decent judgment of, like, this patch and current meta. Um, but I'm up LP on the week, being that I have been sitting at zero. And I won my last two games. I uh, played some Karma mid and uh, double Enchanters, pretty bonkers. If you have an Enchanter mid and an Enchanter at support, pretty easy to win team fights. Uh, first game, I had an Udir that I was buffing up, and he just, you know, popped off reasonably. Like, had the push, I roamed, got him ahead. And it was uh, a Nami Lucian bottom, so that was really nice that, like, I would keep them healthy and Nami would just give them infinite damage. <laughs> Second game, I, I had a Soraka who went Moonstone and, and wouldn't tell me what they were going to go. So I I think it would have been better if I had had the Moonstone, but she did, and I went the Shirelias. Still mm-hmm. still won that game because they had a buffed-up Vlad and Kiana. Soraka's so broken. Yes. Yeah. so broken. Soraka <laughs> seems pretty nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was it was really fun playing, like, full utility, low-econ low support Karma mid, and still dunking on the Yasuo 1v1. <laughs> um, yeah, real real fun. When like he blows all of his combo, he's like trying to be super cool. You win the 1v1 and you didn't even have to use exhaust. It's like, get get nice. gamered. <laughs> Hit you with my Game. gamer move. <laughs> um, outside of that, been playing still a bunch of Binding of Isaac and a lot of Minecraft. Starting to build a bunch of automated farms for uh, efficiency's sake. But this isn't a Minecraft po- podcast, so I'll hand it over to Nick. What you've been up to? Poggers. Um, I have played a lot of League uh, this week, mostly Spellbook and some solo queue. Uh, I think I'm. I think I played two games of solo queue. Um, so I guess not a ton. Um, but uh, yeah, they. I mean, they went well. I picked a, an OP character, Thomas Kench. So that was uh, that was good. Uh, played, I've played some Nyla, so I can, I can talk on her later, uh, if, if we'd like. Um, and my favorite ultimate spellbook combo so far, uh, I guess to close out my league part is, uh, I played Bard with Nar ulti, uh, and it was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, I could, so the first part of the combo was, oh, you just, um... Uh, you just magical journey into into Nar because they're you know standing right next to the wall, and by the time you get through, they're not going to be too much farther. Uh, I have a clip of of me level three ganking a uh, well level three because you start at level three um, a Yasuo in mid lane, uh, and it was it was very funny. Um, and then another clip of uh, like Bard ultimate ultimate tempered fate into uh, into Nar, which uh, was super cool. So. Um, yeah, I think that's it for League. Uh, my girlfriend and I continuing through uh, Super Mario Odyssey, which the two player in that game is like really interesting. One of you's the hat and one of you's Mario. So I, uh, I've been having a lot of fun with that. And then we spent a little bit of time in another city uh, this weekend and uh, went to, what did I do? I keep forgetting what I, oh, I did like a boat tour. Um, and went to a drag show, which was a lot of fun. It was a it was a good time. 
So I think that was it for my week. You guys ready to, why, to talk why about the show? Why wait to talk about the drag show until Manscaped? Come on. You really... <laughs> Is that something I should have yeah, waited you, for? Oh. You should you should have waited. That's an easy transition. Okay. I'll, I'll wait then. <laughs> okay, cool. Aiden, cut that last 40 seconds out. <laughs> Speaking uh, of drag have... shows. <laughs> yeah. um, we do have one new patron. Uh, it's, it's me, Colton. Colton just, K. Just kidding. It's a different Colton. <laughs> I would never Thanks, give, give myself a dollar. Absolutely not. <laughs> Poggers. Uh, do we have any lead cast news? Um, nothing too crazy. Just, yeah, like I'm, I'm excited because I have Patreon ideas for the future. Um, but that's kind of it. I guess uh, our Patreon that recorded last month will be up on YouTube in the next week or so. So go check that shit out. Yeah. What was last month? I can't remember. Last month's was, um, you know, where, oh, it's when we fucking Oh, yeah, it, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Make uh make bronze sound good. <laughs> yeah, make bronze sound good. The podcast. Ugh. Um awesome. So let's talk about cool. the new news with uh Akali. So yeah. I've not been following this at all. So pretty well um the Akali legendary skin, which is the Star Guardian skin, is coming out, and for it they completely redid the VO. And for those who don't know, they've completely redone Akali VO in Legends of the Runeterra and something else maybe maybe the mobile game I, i'm not exactly sure on that I, I don't have my facts fully for this um mostly because the previous voice actress wasn't available for when they like needed to do it mm. oh, it was for um kda that's what it was maybe kda i don't know either way like the previous Kali voice actress hasn't been involved with the character for a while um since like the rework interesting um so they used ashley birch i think it's ashley birch uh i think uh to do the updated VO and they were going to re- redo her entire VO um, for uh, her regular like skin, not just like star Audi and all that stuff. Um, and people didn't like it. I think it's all right. I-, I do agree that like it definitely lost some of the Akali cadence. There's comparison videos on YouTube for those who want to check it out. Um, it was fine though. I-, I think Ashley Birch is like a very good voice actress. It definitely lost what I would consider Akali, but I-, I also don't think that's a crazy thing, especially if you want to have parody between all your games for the same VO. <laughs> yeah. Um, and-, and if the original voice actor is not available and like, doesn't want to be involved with the character anymore it's like an unfortunate thing that you're just gonna have to do yeah eventually either, yeah <laughs> either way they've decided that like hey we got so much fucking negative feedback on this so we are going to uh keep ashley birch as the star star guardian uh, voice over which everyone i think was pretty happy about like they thought it was really good they just didn't think it fit her actual character gotcha. um but they are going to continue to use the old akali vo for the rest of her stuff um which I think it's fine. I, I th- do think that people get a little hot-headed. I mean, fucking voice actresses get fucking attacked over something that's not like... It's not like... That's sh- just, it's just work for them. Like. Yeah, it's just work. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's not like, I'm going to fucking go ruin your Akali <laughs> character. Um, so, I don't know. I think always attacking, like, the creators and stuff like that is fucking super weird. But yeah. uh, I know that's not most of the people. It's just, like, a small minority of people. But uh, those people are fucking scum, so... And a very vocal yeah. minority, unfortunately. <laughs> it... It's so wild to me, like the 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 line that people take to do that, where they're like, "Oh, you you were hired to do your job. Let's yeah. let's come at you and not consider anything else." It's like, "Oh, well, I, I went to a museum and I didn't like the exhibit, so I punched the janitor." <laughs> like, what? It's, they don't. That's not on them. 
Mm-hmm. It's just weird. I don't know. Uh, either way, um, they're doing that, so it's fine. I, I guess. <laughs> not not much news. That's kind of all the news for this week, though. Nice. Okay. Um, no stories. If you want to us to read your uh, your five star review, leave it on a, an applicable platform, and we'll do that. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Do you know what kind of product um, also deserves a five star review? Anything yeah. you get from Manscaped. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, unironically, so, though. Unironically, yes. <laughs> uh, sweaty sack summer is approaching, and it's time to prioritize the comfort of your crotch. That's why the kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped, has spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. We've all had the honor of testing out these boxers and can say that they are the softest fabric out of any underwear. Very breathable and like gills for your groin. They even trademarked the jewel pouch so you know that it's serious. I think it's time that you invest in your family jewels, so let your bulge breathe and get 20% off plus free shipping by using the code LEAGUECAST at manscaped.com. Now, I've got a little a little hypothetical here for you guys. Now, it's, it's going to be a little out of context because uh, we're all in, in long-term relationships. But anyway, let's say you're on a date and your partner catches that manscaped on the waistband of your underwear did you know that it's almost guaranteed to raise eyebrows and act like a billboard on the highway to pleasure town that's official you're going to pleasure town if you got that manscaped waistband hell yeah true um <laughs> also there's uh you know they're they're I like that they've really like expanded to the whole bubble of products instead of being like we got trimmers and that's it right they're like we're, we're gonna hit you up with everything you need for the whole area like they got the boxers they got the exfoliant that's one of the things i think uh is one of my favorite products from them is the like exfoliating wash Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um because i think that's something that gets skipped out on a lot or like there's a lot of really shitty exfoliants um but there's there's just not it actually does its job uh you can actually like squeeze it out of the bottle and it, it and it works uh, and it smells great, like all of their stuff, which, uh, so trying to, I'm, I'm lost here in the copy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, all of their stuff, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code leadcast at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code leadcast at manscaped.com. Thank you guys so much, Manscaped, and on with the rest of the show. Hell thank yeah, you. thank you. Let's talk about uh, the Mr. Beast versus the Ninja event. Yeah, we'll keep it kind of short just because, like, I know obviously it's like two weeks past now. I know, mm-hmm. I know you guys didn't watch it, but it no. was it was really fun. It was a uh, creator tournament hosted by Mr. Beast versus Ninja, where they invited other streamers and. Uh, league players to play on the teams they were kind of balanced in the way that it was mr beast team um and going off my memory was mizkif emaru voiboy and yasuo um okay. versus ninja's team which was ninja ludwig um double lift uh <laughs> tyler one and uh snap who's like a minecraft uh streamer youtuber um so obviously in my opinion pretty fucking ninja favorite i mean yeah, fucking tyler stacked. and double after <laughs> fucking crazy that being said they got two out <laughs> um wow. because uh dude fucking ludwig is level 18 um <laughs> which uh putting him support means you just lose lane <laughs> hmm. uh so it, it was fun though it's like a really goofy like fun tournament they did a third match it was all for charity um really really fun to watch it got like a hundred thousand viewers so uh probably topping lcs <laughs> uh yeah. which then leads into the um 
double if leaked that Bjergsen was not allowed to play in the tournament. Uh, I think you guys like briefly touched on it like a lot um, last week. Um, so it's, it's one of those weird things where I think that it's understandable that Riot wouldn't let an LCS player play in their tournament because it leads to a slippery slope of, um, even if it's charity, it leads to this scenario where any organization can throw an event for charity get big names get lots of viewers to then push their brand forward right um it doesn't matter who's charity or not you're using fucking contracted players under your organization to help another potentially even competing brand right whatever i understand why they wouldn't let beard plan it that being said why the fuck didn't they host it themselves why the fuck was lcs not involved in this yeah, it, it it is a little weird. Um, I, I like you're saying. I do understand why um you you wouldn't want a professional player to. I mean the the issue is that like it came it, the rules state that you can't participate in a um uh, non riot event during the season. yeah, and it was hosted by Crown, which is Twitch's or Amazon's new thing or whatever. But, yeah, it, it was just like during the season, like during the yeah. LCS split. So even though they took a week off, like it still technically was during the split, and that like that was the that was the issue. But yeah, it just seems like a very like poor planning on their part. I mean, or or a bad response. I don't know something. It, I mean, it just sound it just seems like yeah. So obviously they don't want the the players to play in this Amazon event. That being said, why the fuck is it an Amazon event? Why is it not a Riot event? Why is Riot not fucking funding this event and having, like, you know what? Ninja probably doesn't bring in that many new viewers. Like, there, I think there's enough crossover between him and, like, League of Legends, LCS, all that stuff. That being said, Mr. Beast would bring in so many fucking new viewers to the LCS, like, potential eyes at least. I don't know why LCS didn't jump on this and wasn't a wasn't the main sponsor. Why yeah. they didn't host it in the LCS stadium, like, their fucking uh, event and stuff like that. It's a week off of LCS. I, yeah. Dude, it's so crazy. Probably, I, I would guess most likely because they didn't think it would be super successful. And in the past, whenever they run, like non lcs tournaments it doesn't like pull in big viewership like they want it to but i I think that's more of an issue of like their ability to make good content like they're like it just seems like the funniest fucking thing (laughs) yeah but like like oh we're gonna do rift rivals nobody watched it oh no let's not do odd events anymore or maybe just make the events better. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, man. It seems like the fucking freest thing in the world. Like, uh, uh, like I, I think Mr. Beast makes good to content overall. But, like, his last fucking 10 videos are averaging, like, 75 million views. Holy like, shit. You know, it, it wow. seems like a fucking no-brainer yeah. to want to have this person involved. He, like, he's all, he's also stated in the past that he wants to eventually own an LCS team, right? Like, leagues his, like, kind of, like, guilty pleasure game sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um I think it would only be good for fucking LCS if you have someone like this involved in it. But yeah, yeah, it would. <laughs> wow. Either way, it's fucking weird. Um, but it, it was a cool event. Would recommend anyone like who's interested in like fun events to go back and watch it. It was it was a pretty fun. Best of three. Nice. But, uh, yeah. Awesome. Um, that takes us into. Oh, you want to talk about Yi? <laughs> yeah, I do actually really quickly. Um, so you got buffed and then Hotfix last week, and I. I 
so I wasn't on the show, but if I wasn't on the show, I would have had fucking very negative thoughts to the buffs. Um, cause I, a listener messaged me. He's like, Hey, what do you think about the link changes? And I fucking went off. I went fucking dog shit, dumb developers don't fucking understand what they're doing. I don't know how you can buff a character and have his win rate go up like 10% or whatever. It's fucking insane that you have zero grasp on your game sort of thing. That was <laughs> kind of my first reaction. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. That being said, I thought about it a lot more. And I was like, I think the core of the changes were really, really good. Like, so it's this weird debate of should low skill characters be good in higher levels of play, right? Like historically, Yi's a character that smashes bronze, iron, silver, gold, whatever, but struggles a lot in high elo play, right? Like a lot, like 45, 46, 47% win rate character, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and these changes were really fucking well-developed to in theory affect higher level play, right? It's a lot of things that they buffed were things that higher level players can capitalize but lower level players can't yeah for example the damage reduction having that 0.5 second uh window where like you get 90 percent damage reduction that's something that a higher higher yellow player will always capitalize on that 90 percent damage reduction uh and maximize it right whereas like a lower yellow player might not another thing was the range lower elo players don't capitalize on range at all this is a thing i've fucking talked about on the show for years caitlin despite being the easy AD carry because she's long range, is one of the highest skill ceiling AD carries in the fucking game. Because if you're always playing with that extra like 25-50 range on the enemy AD carry and you're always playing outside of their range, your character is fucking OP. And only high ELO players can abuse shit like that. And giving range to a character like Yi is a change that only higher ELO players will capitalize on. Like of course lower ELO players will get a buff from it. But, like, not substantially to the amount that, like, a higher ELO player who's constantly, like, thinking what an extra 50 range does to their character, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think the changes are really, really well thought out. It's fucking crazy that they gave him 10% win rate. I, I honestly wouldn't have thought it would give, give him 10% win rate. But I think it's a really good direction for the game. I think low, like, easy characters should be able to thrive in higher ELO if they're played properly. Yeah, I... I- I think so too. And I think you bring up a really good point of like, uh, you know, it, it dipped into what mastery was good at and like the, the players who made it work in higher ELO just made it just got better. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to like, I feel like it's hard to fault them for trying something like with a character that's been pretty Mm -hmm. stagnant overall, like for, for a few years now, but it is absolutely insane. Like you were saying for a character to jump up 10% on, on day one, uh, and immediately yeah. like immediately got hot fixed like then you know it, it's 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 pretty wild yeah i i think it's like really good that they're trying shit like that it's he's still like i'm looking at it now like after the hot fix nerfs has gone through he's a 55 percent win rate character in iron Jeez. and it just drops every single elo up to like fucking master yeah. tier race 47 percent win rate uh, I don't know. I would love to see them experiment with more changes they probably still need to test them more because I don't think it's good for the game to ship a change that increases a character's win rate by 10% and not seem to have at least known that it was going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree and I think that like that that opens up a conversation about how the PBE is being utilized and if it's effective. <laughs> <laughs> which I would say it's just at, no. That's the answer. It's a skin no. testing ground. Yeah. Um, I like it would be worlds different. I think I think like the the best way they could go about it to make people actually use it would be like 
incorporate it into the actual regular client. Like I don't have to log into a different account. It's just like a different queue where I can like queue mm-hmm. up for next patch. I, I'm sure technically it's it would be like a huge pain and difficult to make that work right. But mm-hmm. if I could, you know, if I could go into my same client, click like play, and I see, you know, PvP, co-op, training, you know, custom, etc. If one of them was just like public beta, and I could go in there and I could earn blue essence on my actual account, like, and I, mean, I could try characters, it, it would be so much better. I mean, fucking cool. I know it's a different game, but like Overwatch literally did that, right? Like that's one of the things. Every like, whenever they would open their PVE, they would. I mean, sorry, not PVE. Their uh, PV PVE. Um, they would have a PVE queue where like it would open up. You'd have to patch for it, obviously. Um, but then you'd get incentives to play it. Like your first win on PVE would give you extra reward. Reward. It would give you like a loot box in Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'm not sure how the infrastructure of, of, of the league client is built. Obviously, it's built like dog shit. I think no one's gonna disagree with that but in this perfect world you can choose to patch just for regular league or league plus pbe and then you'd have the pbe queue open to you and then you get extra rewards for like testing whenever there's a new patch on it and it would incentivize mm-hmm. more people to play on it you get way more data uh and it would hopefully be healthier for the game overall yeah i think uh i, I don't know the the like that definitely helps or um like helps keep the pbe unpopulated um but like yeah. I feel whenever passes come out and I and I purchase them, I feel like dis disinclined to play anything except for my main because then I feel like I'm just losing out. You know, it just takes yeah, it takes so long to grind those passes that if I play any games on like a, a Smurf or uh, like customs, you know, I feel like I'm just I'm just missing out on um, you know content that I should have that I should mm-hmm. have completed already. So I feel like, yeah, like you're saying, linking those two things and then, and then allowing like progression across, across PB and, you know, regular, um, regular league w- would just make that data so much more valuable. I've never played on the PB. So obviously like they're not doing a good job. There's a part of me, like at one point where I was trying to convince all of my friends to switch from regular league to PB league. Um, and I think it wouldn't have been a bad switch because you have every character unlocked, every skin unlocked, and I don't know, you just play games and have fun. Like, yes, there's no ranked queue, but like, that's kind of a cool environment. If you have all your friends playing on PvE, then who cares, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It sounds fun. (laughs) You just play blind pick normals every day. Like, that's sick. (laughs) I mean, it sounds fine. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And uh, again, like, that sounds really fun if I could do that without having to like alter my thing because like i i would still want to play ranked i think like even if i was playing a lot of pbe and the fact that i can't alternate between them easily like i have to log out of the bad client probably go like task manager force close it before i can open a new one and log into the pbe client Mm um i I don't know not not fun but uh, to, to jump back to the start of the conversation i think hundred percent like the amount of data and the quality of data coming out of the pbe which allows crazy changes like this to happen where a character jumps up 10 percent and has to be immediately hotfixed like that is problematic for a game of yeah. this size yeah yeah for sure um but uh yeah that's that's master yi he's uh He's a, a weird little wuju swordsman. Yeah, for sure. Want to hop into the quick little competitive league section? 
I know I sure a lot of do. people on our Discord were talking about it, so. Um, I guess just to bring it up, uh, so LDL um, is announcing that they are planning on changing their league's format to um, the Fearless model. And for those who don't know the Fearless model, um, uh, first of all, I guess the LDL, by the way, is like the Chinese um, secondary league, for those who don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, they're cha- planning on changing to the Fearless model, which is going to be a best of three system where if you win game one, you are no longer allowed to pick any of the characters your team won with going into game two it and then, is is yeah. it game two i thought it was only for game three that these went into effect uh no so uh when best of three goes to game two and three all champions picked by your team in the previous game oh. in the series will not be available for picking the following games well the opposing team is not restricted by this rule so oh, the opposing awesome. team can still pick those characters so the idea is it's trying to push more games to best of three so they're more hype more intense and mm-hmm. obviously it also will get us a a larger variety of characters picked um what do you guys what are your guys thoughts on this would you like to see it implemented other places um just what are your overall thoughts i guess i think this is super super sick i really like this this is for the uh developmental lpl league correct yeah. so this isn't you know in lpl um i think like it i so I think if it extends to playoffs, like maybe it's a little iffy. Um, but if this is ex- exists for the regular season, like I think that's I think that's a fantastic idea and, and a great way to um, like uh, art like almost artificially elongate series um, while also like allowing for a much higher quality uh, viewing experience. Mm-hmm. I I think it's like. It's definitely interesting, and I, I like the thought behind it. The fact that it's in a developmental league is, is really a good thing for me. My, my biggest issue is that, like, in order for it to be competitively viable, like, you would have to be adopted everywhere, and I don't think that it, it really should be, because, like, I, I don't know. that I, I feel like there's already enough happening with draft that you don't have to like punish the the leading team by taking away those characters. I, I think it, it certainly could be doable. Like if, if all of a sudden they're like every single league world MSI, we're doing this fearless best of format. But mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like that punishes and, and takes away some of the strength and as well, like the, the value of being really, really, really good on one character. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's no reason to be an absolutely bonkers Aurelian soul, soul player if you only ever get one game a series on it. Like, sh- sure, yeah, it, you get one game, but, like, then it, I don't know. It is interesting, because, like, you, we, even at MSI, right, like, the last international tournament, we saw games where, like, fuck some of the top laners were so fucking good at gwen that you had to ban it from them right you, mm-hmm. you don't have a counter to gwen you have to ban it right and if, if they win one game on it then it's no longer a threat it frees up like obviously it brings games to like higher like game three game fives whatever which is good i think uh, overall but i do agree there is some level of like it takes away from the draft overall i think this is really really cool i personally think this would be better for like a one-off tournament rather than like a split um 
like even Im- implement it so like there's best of fives of this format like for a tournament or whatever i think that'd be really really fun um for a split i think it definitely makes it a little wonky especially as colton said not every region is using this so they're like the one only region not using it or yeah. only region using it um but overall it's cool i i don't think lcs should like adopt i think that was the main course of discussion is lcs should get this because it will increase viewership um i i it probably would increase viewership a little bit i also don't know if it would make it better though yeah i don't th- i don't think so either and that's like that's what I think this this change is aimed at is just like exclusively drawing in viewers. You know, if you if you have someone picking picking Aurelian Soul in one of these developmental leagues, it's gonna be it's gonna get views on these players, like get eyes yeah. there, and and like draw some attention to your league, which otherwise wouldn't be getting these views, right? Like, who's watching the LTL and like paying attention to the drafts and things like this? Um, as a casual player, I mean, of course, you're going to be doing that. Like, if you're a professional, like, uh, you know, analyst or something like that. But uh, I don't know. I think this is a fantastic change. I I, I would love to see like may- maybe the the spiritual um, like similar uh, like in, in terms of feel to this is blind pick best of five or blind pick game <laughs> five, um, where like drafting then doesn't matter as much uh mm-hmm. or or matters a ton if you if you're able to mind game it um but i i think this is a good change for a developmental league so should be pretty entertaining yeah, to see what, it's uh, definitely, what comes out definitely a good entertainment value mm-hmm. it's just i i would hesitate to use this in like worlds let's say yeah um but i I, sure. I do think also oh the, no yeah i don't want this at worlds no yeah. <laughs> i i, I but, would love to see this format used in a one-off tournament where it's just regardless of team any any game across the tournament like you'd probably only do like four teams but it's like once a character has been picked in the tournament it's it's no longer available to anyone else in the tournament i think that'd be so funny yeah that would yeah. be sick like that you just take that... like yeah best team from top four regions that you do like a best of three quarters and then a finals and you're like yep we're down to like 50 and champs did you guys watch the cadrill ls uh draft yes. video it was so um, fun uh for those who don't didn't see like there's a video i think it's on i'm not sure if it's on ls's or cadrill's youtube channel where they do a best of five draft like a theoretical draft um, where they pick and ban, obviously, like, 10 characters. Uh, I guess pick and ban 20 characters. Mm-hmm. And they do five games of it, and they can't pick or ban a character after it's been pick or banned once. So game five draft is fucking just mental. Yeah, it, w- it was absolutely wild. They were, like, it, it, they spent so much time trying to figure out if a character had been, like, picked or banned uh, that, that it took a, a really long time at the end. Still to this day, I think the one of the most interesting tournament formats i've ever seen is something called midas mode and it's more of a like more of a fun mode in dota but um or more more of like a less serious i guess tournament style but every character based on pick rate and win rate has a specific cost your team has uh you know a a certain amount of money that they can allocate to drafts like to to purchase the heroes to play them Uh, obviously if characters are really good they're really expensive um, and you, you get extra money by winning and completing challenges. And, you know, the tournament ends when the team has like, has all the money essentially, huh. or, uh, or, or, um, you know, finishes the tournament, whichever, it, whichever comes first. Uh, but it, it was like, it so interesting and it rewarded drafting like 
really, really well because uh, you would draft to complete certain challenges and you would like, okay, we're going to essentially, um, oh God, what's the, uh, uh, like, like in, in CSGO in tax shooters where you just like, we're, we're going like, to pistol round. Yeah. We're, we're going to have an economy round. Um, but, but, but in, in league of legends, right? Like <laughs> that would be so fun. Um, but yeah, it, uh, I, I, I would love to see more like less serious, but still not like full on a Ram, you know, tournament, tournament formats going on. Yeah. But cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, want to talk about nord yeah, yeah. so uh, thank you to our second sponsor of this show nord vpn for those of you who are unfamiliar with nord vpn it's an easy to use uh, vpn service you can do one click uh, connection or even enable it for zero clicks or it'll just automatically connect you through the vpn server for secure browsing additional uh, privacy and really great speeds because they've got over 5,500 servers in 59 countries across the world. You're going to get great speed no matter where you go, as well as being able to access NordVPN on any of your devices, uh, up to six per subscription. Those are available on every major platform, including Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, and Linux. Even Android TV can be linked to your NordVPN. You can connect to get better security again for privacy you can use it to watch region locked content uh there's tons of special tons of great uses for nordvpn and as our sponsor they've brought you a special deal where you can get a huge discount by going to nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast again you'll get a huge discount on your plan you'll get a month of additional uh, vpn service for free free threat protection and all of that is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that's nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast, where you'll get free threat protection, a bonus month, a huge discount, and all of that is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Thanks so much, Nord. Poggers. Thank you, Nord. Let's do roundtable. Yeah. So um, I, I guess you guys talked about it last week. I, I mean, I made the question, but uh, you guys talked about it last week. So we talked about um, what are some methods that you uh, ha- that you have to present yourself from tilting? Uh, for me, I just fucking try not to chat because I, I get angry at people if I chat. Uh, <laughs> uh, even, dude, even fucking TFT, do people shit talk in fucking TFT, which is fucking crazy to me. And every single person who shit talks in TFT, by the way, is a fucking troglodyte fucking silver peaking league of legends player who <laughs> stopped playing ranked like two years ago and fucking switched over to the fucking easy game mode um but anyways uh <laughs> besides that because i don't tilt um we got some answers from uh twitter one from Ray's who said playing with my friends is a must for me uh if i play with my friends i enjoy the game so much more i hate the fact that flex isn't taken more seriously because i would play more ranked if it was my friends really make the whole experience of league 10 times better yeah playing with friends is definitely the best way to play league from our discord joe bungus said i always try to look at what i'm doing uh wrong in any given scenario because even when i'm 80 carry and doing really good i'm uh but still losing because my team is so far behind i can always be doing something better good mindset and then last but not least from casey stranger he said uh after i started meeting chat i really don't tilt that often the thing for me is that i'm always focused on my own play if i play well i'm satisfied even if i lose if i play poorly i'm self-critical uh even if i win uh i don't know uh how you build that mindset but it serves me well that's a very very good uh mindset to have this week's question is a little bit more um 
elegant. It's uh, why do you <laughs> suck? Straight up, why are you hard stuck, boosted, bad player? <laughs> I think that I, uh, I think that I think I'm not a very good mechanical player. Um, mm-hmm. So then I rely on allowing myself to get carried more than I should, uh, and and play a little too safe. Oh yeah. Um, I think that there's a lot of reasons for me. Um, obviously, like I pick way too many characters, play too many roles, and like play when I'm tilted. That's obvious. But I think like overall, the bigger problem for me is that I play really disrespectfully. Um, like I'll try and trade with a character when I don't really know their trade patterns or their damage output. Or I'll try and fight early. Like I'll I'll be like trading at level three on Zillion when like there's no reason to actually do that. Um, like I'll overextend. Like there's a lot of things that I'll do that are just like not ex- you know that I I think oh the enemies are bad I can get away with this that I really shouldn't um, and I get punished for that a lot. Um, so those are, those are a bunch of my flaws as a league player. Aiden, do you want to tell us why you're a perfect golden Tom Kench God? (laughs) So I I think I'm mostly like a bad league player because I don't adapt or learn that fast. Like I'm, first of all, one tricking, I think definitely slows down the way you learn the game. Um, like I'm really good at every matchup for Tom Kench, but I fucking don't know how to play any other fucking character in the game. Uh, and I also am like pretty slow to learn new characters. Like what are the fucking last characters released? Like Nyla I haven't played yet. Um, champion. What's the last, what's the last like new character that you remember like playing a bunch of? Like I'm, I'm pulling up the list of characters right now. So like release date. Um, Nyla I haven't played any of. Belveth I haven't played any of. Renata I haven't played any of. Zarya I've played a couple AP games and customs. Vex I haven't played any of. Akshan I haven't played any of. Gwen I haven't played any of. Diego I haven't played any of. Rel I haven't played any of. Seraphine I haven't played any of. Samira I played an all right amount I guess. And then it's Yon who I've played like at least enough to like feel comfortable on him. Oh, and then and then Lilia, who you played like a, a pretty good amount on. Like, yeah, that's that I played a lot of. Right? Yeah. yeah, but yeah, like exactly. those those are twenty twenty characters. <laughs> yeah, it is wild to to think that those characters came out in twenty twenty, and that was a year and a half ago, two years ago at this point. Yeah, before that, Samira though, it's like I have like maybe fifteen games on those fifteen characters. After that, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm very similar in that. Like, I, I think mine would be very similar to yours, and just like. A lot of these I just haven't played, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's wild because I, I used to be a player who, like, loved playing the characters, the new characters, like, on day one. I, I loved yeah. doing that. I would probably try and get, like, five, ten games in on them. Um, like, I, I, a little bit I want to blame Aphelios for it, but I, <laughs> I had been doing that prior where I just, like, stopped guys- playing new champs. Do you guys remember a long time ago whenever we would play with Alex Henderson and the very first day that new characters came out would be Alex Henderson play these, plays these characters and we support him? Yeah, day. he just feeds on them and we just try <laughs> yeah. to win games. Yeah, yeah it was uh, something that I I only just like, it just now came back to me as you were saying that, Colton. But uh, ex-host of the show, like a new character would come out and he would be the first to play it every single time. It was without fail. Just, uh, just really funny. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, awesome. if you want to tell us why you're, why you suck, why you are straight up 
Bardzuck boosted bad player you can hiss up on our Twitter at Leakast. You can send us an email mail@leakastpodcast.com or you can come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section on the mail fight. Let's do it. The first email is from uh, truly someone whose opinion <laughs> should be totally and completely disregarded, undertoned. Uh, and he says, like, for real, I don't even want to introduce myself because this ridiculous conversation was brought up again. It's undertoned, whatever. Vane's tumble is not a dash. Crazy. When Poppy uses her W, it stops all dashes and it seems to stop Vane Q. It's literally in, his, in the description. Causing all champions who attempt to dash into or within it to be dealt damage, etc. Riot Games literally says you're wrong. Stop. Zero out of ten podcast. Would recommend to a friend. Stop making life hard. To which uh, I promptly... Uh, challenged him to an intellectual debate in the Discord in which he he lost. So it's it's a tumble, not a dash. I remember your logic was that because she couldn't go through walls. Yeah, that now there logic. now there are several dashes where that can't go through walls. Like Cleds is a dash, mm-hmm. but it, it, you know you can't. Go I remember walls my that. shitty counter argument, <laughs> Nick. To that was well, there was that one spot where you could stand where you could tumble <laughs> yeah. through uh, a tri-bush wall on yeah. blue, on red side, and I was like, yeah. well, you can. And that's just such a dog shit argument. It's almost my, worse than yours. My argument now is uh, I'll pull up the GIF of Faker Vane tumbling, tumbling. Over, the, <laughs> over the stage and say, "Wow, look at that man dash." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, uh, Undertone. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Undertone. Next email from Trent. Uh, since Nyla gains XP like a solo laner uh, would, even in a duo lane, I thought, what if you put Nyla and a support mid and a mid laner bot to gain more control over the map? I've yet to find someone willing to try it, but it sounds so good. I realized this may be really good after playing her bot lane and being the highest level on my team while doing quite badly. What are your thoughts, Trent? Uh, I kind of want to use this as a platform to talk about Nyla because we didn't get to earlier. Uh, I completely forgot that she came out. Um, so I, I mean, I've always thought that this is the optimal play, way to play League of Legends, uh, and like it. Uh, but I, I think maybe Nyla um, w- would be beneficial in that in that role. Um, I don't see why she wouldn't be at the very least. Um, I mean, in a five man, that is like, there's yeah, no way you five can play man. solo no, yes, and then tell yes. your mid laner to go bottom and expect them not just to get fucking ham fisted. Yes. Like <laughs> you have to, bottom. like you, you definitely have to draft around it and plan for it and, uh, you know, strategize your picks like if, with the idea that, okay, we're drafting Vladimir and he is just going to absorb XP like bot lane. He's not going to farm like, or, or like we're, we're drafting like Ivern for that reason, whatever, like something, you know? But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it like your your mid laner doesn't necessarily need access to the the rest of the map the, the way that like the support can uh, and, and and does. But um, yeah, give it a shot and let us know how it goes. Uh, as for Nyla, I think the character is really really hard to play, uh, like super effectively. But I do think like her kit is going to be problematic in the future. Um, I think she pumps out. Um, an absolute metric fuck ton of damage uh and the xp thing is like it is one of the the worst like additions to league that i think you could make um it's a lot of xp i mean at level one from like melee minions you're getting like 11 xp 11 bonus xp per minion for you get level you two one minion support. early which is kind of crazy bottom yeah and, and that's just like level one to level two uh yeah. the the effectiveness of the um uh, of the passive actually increases as the game goes on where minions become more valuable um and uh and the 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 value of your passive xp uh increases as well 
Yeah. Uh, so I I just want to state like so I'm someone who doesn't believe it's like that OP. Like I also like so I think it's strong. I don't think it's OP. I also made the devil's like advocate arg- argument that like hey so like zillion obviously has like a less effective version of her thing but he also can be played solo lane which is some benefit mm-hmm. also she has to last hit to yeah like she get does the have effectiveness, to last hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. which is also like something also i've never heard anyone in my entire fucking league of legends career complain about zillion X- zillion xp so obviously the mechanic itself isn't that strong maybe hers is so strong that it is a problem um that's another another discussion to be have uh that being said nick when we played a fucking i was thinking i was playing with you we we're playing um yep. Ultimate we're playing public. Ultimates Public. And you had you're playing Nyla. And it kept popping up that I was getting bonus XP. I didn't say it, but I was like, oh my god, I get so much bonus XP. Holy shit, this game mode has a, has a mechanic where if you're grouped, you get because <laughs> it was like a lot, and I was like, oh yeah. my god, that's kind of crazy. And then I realized it was your character and I just didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, it's um and, and like it, it doesn't seem like it it really like adds up that much. But let me um let me And you cleared a wave and it was like a, it was like hundred XP, and I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, so in that game, um I guess that was a bad example because everyone on our team level ended level 18 and we were winning. Uh, yeah. But, you know, everyone on their team, the highest level was 17. So, yeah. I, I don't know. It contributed at least to some degree. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think, like, that is is truly, from my very, very limited uh, experience, uh, I think that's the only, like, truly problematic part of her kit. If I, if I, if you were to ask me now which, like, how many mechanics would get removed, I would say one, uh, and it would be her bonus XP from last sitting. Um, hmm. So maybe uh, someone might be right on this podcast with the yeah, numbers. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I, uh, you know, she came out and her numbers were, were actually in line. That being said, like, it's still too high and it is something, like, falling behind in XP does feel really, really shitty, especially for something that, like, you didn't like if you both perfectly see us like you you would get punished before the nyla does be, just because she, it's part of her kit you know and yeah uh, I... ma- maybe that's something to be said of, of like well you're a ranged character like pressure her you know force her off the wave so she can't use her passive and so she misses some xp um it's just it's just not a very fun like aspect of of league of legends you know She's yeah. very snowball at the very least because when she, she gets is. ahead of the lane, she's gonna last at everything and she's gonna snowball XP. If she's losing, she also like doesn't pretty well have a passive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I one thing that I think like I, I think generally bonus XP is something that should be avoided because it's like a, a weird borderline like just changing how the game works, right? Like for the example of bot lane of hitting level two one minion earlier, right? Like that's a timing that 90% of players know and should be able to account for. And having somebody like not fit that is frustrating. Um, I, I don't know if it's actually like broken or super good. I know they ended up removing it from Mordekaiser, but I think he had plenty of other problems. I think he had other issues, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think though that like the biggest thing to me as someone who plays a lot of Zillion and, and like the reason I think it's very different is that like zillions is so much more bounded where you have to level somebody up. So you have to have enough experience to level them up and it only gives them exactly enough to level up. So most teams on zillion, you're going to use only like half of the XP you generate. Um, unless you're like really good at communicating with your teammate, like I have 740 experience stored, like kill your wolves don't do gromp come to me for the level but like nobody does that and especially in solo queue it doesn't exist whereas 
Nyla's is like 100% uptime and it's just experience you get, right? Like the junglers in the lane, you both get bonus experience. The supports in lane, you both get bonus experience. Zillion, like it, it could be zero, right? Up for like the first 20 minutes of the game, like you might not have awarded any experience yet. And yeah, you're playing the character wrong if you're doing that. But I do think that having something like that on Nyla's could be a good way to tone it in where it's like maybe she can only you know like maybe it stores up in a pool and when she levels up then it like ticks over and she goes from like you know hitting level six and then the bonus experience procs or like she actually activates it in some way i Um, i think that would be the like one of the alternatives is like you actually have to like cast something or take an action to apply the bonus XP. Um, you, you you know, you can get it and store it, but then like Zillion, you kind of have to stop what you're doing and do it. Um, yeah. Which, which would, you know, slow down the, the level ups like that. Or, you know, maybe you would save it up for a, a really big, like I'm going to take us from five and a half to six, you know, mm-hmm. which could be problematic in and of itself. Yeah. Um, but like I, I think pe- more people would probably complain about Zillions if I could, like, at level three, when my junglers finished a red side clear, if I could just dump whatever experience I currently have onto him without, like, needing to be at a level up threshold, mm-hmm. right? People would be like, oh, that's ridiculous, because now they're going to hit, you know, level four before they have to do scuttle or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah you just always dump it into like jungler or something like that and it'd be fucking gross but or like orn or something like can you yeah. imagine just funneling your orn xp every game so you get that's actually items. crazy yeah. Ooh, support orn mid lane zillion let's go <laughs> but that's um i mean that's the only thing that i think is like really problematic like yeah i you know I've, i have a sample game sample size of i think three um obviously her gaining like a lot of passive stuff is i think not the best um but it didn't seem to be too too overbearing um just a, I guess a quick little rundown like Max Q E W, um, please 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 go Bork first item. Uh, I think it's her best item by far. It doesn't give you any crit, but then you get to abuse the melee uh, Bork, which is like really really strong, and it gives you everything that you need, um, and is a really really powerful uh, like first item while you are are ramping towards your second. Um, so yeah, and and oh God, please don't. Don't pick brand when you see someone lock in uh, Nyla. I uh, pick engage or enchanter. Either pick engage good. or enchanter or Tarek and be both. <laughs> True. Um, so yeah, uh, I also think like very very like niche scenarios in which you can pick this, but Zillion Nyla I think is actually one of the best like combos in the game. Uh, d- you double dip in the XP department, and her weakness is like she doesn't have the the most mobility after she's expended her two dashes um which zillion can then like account for and and fix so that's uh, that's my nyla thoughts so hopefully uh hopefully that answers your question trent yeah uh on to the next email from terry the fish 69 hey lead cast first time emailing in been listening to the pod since uh like last november so about a year now I wanted to hear what you guys think on a topic that I've been thinking about for a while. League has a phenomenon that I haven't really experienced in any other team-based game, at least not even close to the extent of it in League, and this phenomenon is assuming negative intent. 
very true uh, anytime i queue up for a game and get into a lobby i'm just praying to god that i do not get half-brained bonobos on my team that will instantly flame the second something goes wrong or pick some weird off meta like nidalee top and wonder why they lost lane to hundred thousand points darius however in other games such as an overwatch or rainbow six siege i don't go into a game expecting my team to have the worst game of their lives for a long time i wondered why this is I mean, those other games are plenty toxic and frustrating in their own right, so why is it so much worse in League than anywhere else? I eventually came to the conclusion that because of how much more toxic League is on a regular basis than other games that I've played, it just forces players to adapt to that toxicity and assume that everyone is their enemy and that one of their teammates could be potentially trolls or inters. Do you guys experience this when playing League, or if so... What do you think the reason is for it and what could be a potential fix? I don't know whether or not to apologize for the length of my email because I'm not particularly sure uh, if this is a long email or not. So yeah, love the show. Keep up the great work. P.S. I'm also in silver, so maybe it's a low elo thing. IDK, Terry the Fish 69. We've talked about it a little bit. I think it's mostly due to the fact that League is a game that is very easy to shift the blame away from yourself mm-hmm. right like if you're doing if you score if your score line's good and um uh if your score line's good but you're losing then of course it's one of your teammates if your score line's bad uh then obviously it's like someone not assisting you in a certain way like, it's just very easy to always shift the blame whereas like in shooters like it's pretty obvious when you're not doing well and it's your fault and like overwatch i even think it's a little bit more obvious when you're not doing well yourself yeah, I, I think it's also one of these things where, like, if you are a really good player in attack shooter, like, you can you can pretty single-handedly win, like, some of these matches. Whereas, like, in League, you truly are only 20% of, of your team. And it is so difficult, especially nowadays. Like, may, maybe in the in the past seasons, it's been a lot a lot easier to solo carry. Um but I don't. I don't really know if that's an option anymore. If you're, we joke like people. People say one v nine all the time, but I don't know if that's actually possible uh, at, at this like iteration. Which is of probably league. good for the game. Yeah, which, which is a good yeah. thing for the game, and I think which brings a lot of frustration to like solo queue specifically is like I played out of my mind. I could not have played better that game, and we still lost. Like, but mm. that's like that's just how the game is designed to go. Because like, if you look at it, where if you played out of your mind and played a perfect game but the other four people like on the enemy team played like 90 percent of a perfect game who's more deserving of the victory like it's got to be them over you yeah uh, which feels like absolute trash but it's so much better for like the the game in the long run Mm -hmm. yeah so i think those like are really good points there's some other areas that i think also influence league like I, i think that this is definitely a huge amalgamation of factors like the ability to solo carry and and is very small whereas like the ability to solo lose i think is a lot higher like Mm -hmm. it's it's really easy for one person to lose the game for your team it's really hard for one person to just win the game for your team whereas like you guys were saying in other games that's not really the case right like i can go 0 and 20 in counter strike and still win half of my games if i go 0 and 20 every game if i happen to be like queued up with one really good player or somebody drops like a 40 bomb like it's it's very different in those games and mm-hmm. 
on top of the element of like shifting blame, like you were talking about where it's easy to say like, okay, my mistakes aren't really that big because it's my teammates fault, right? Like, yeah, I went 0 and 5 mid, but it's because they dove me and my jungler wasn't there, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's easy to shift that blame. I, I think it's also a weird situation where in any game, like there's a, a bit of a like cognitive bias in terms of when you're getting hard carried versus when you're getting like trolled, right? Where if my top laner is absolutely popping off and I went like even in lane for the first 15 minutes and then like late game we're grouped and I'm buffing them up. Let's say I'm playing Zillion, right? In my head, I was a serious positive contributor to that game. Like it wasn't me getting solo hard carried. It was like, I contributed to somebody who did well in lane, right? Whereas if that person goes 0-10 and, and we lose that game, it's 100% their fault. I did nothing wrong, like, mm -hmm. right? There's there's a huge degree of difference there because when you're winning, you're part of it. And, like, again, even if, like, you're 0-3 in bot lane, but you're top and mid when you the game, you're like, I'm still contributing. So those highs get minimized and those lows get maximized. Mm -hmm. And that's where you, again, start assuming the negative, right? Because you, you don't remember the times you get hard carried. You remember the times that somebody played really well and you helped it like win the game. You absolutely remember the times where somebody lost the game for you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's a good point. Like, I, I think that that's a big thing. And then, right, like the community just is very toxic. And <sighs> nobody, nobody wants to like go through the effort of having those conversations of like, oh, you picked Fiddlesticks mid. Why is that good? It's just, like, yeah. it's easier to flame it than try and understand it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. So, anyway, definitely oh, yeah. not just a low elo thing. I, I think that's universal oh, for across sure. the league. For sure, um, yeah. Like, I, I get that all the time when I pick stuff that people don't like, where it's, like, even Karma mid, which I think is, like, relatively meta, and I think it's super good. I've been flamed for it so much. Like, why the fuck are you playing Karma mid? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, that's why. Anyway, uh, on to the next one from Hfire. And they say, Ayo, Legcast crew. One of the emails last week mentioned something about naming your child after a league character. And I just thought I would pop in and mention. My daughter's name is two league champions, Katarina Aurelia. Last name here. Uh, my wife and I had joked about naming our kiddo a name from League, but when we actually got to thinking about it, really liked the female names in League. Keep up the great show, H-Fire. Katarina Aurelia is, uh, is really interesting. Uh, I guess Katarina is like a... That, that's a that's a real name, right? Like <laughs> oh, a, very like a much. Common yeah. Name. yeah, and uh, I, don't, I don't think Aurelia is, but I think it, uh, I think it, it goes well enough together. Yeah, I think Aurelia is in a weird spot where like, it in itself isn't a super common name, but it's not far off from like Irene or like Ira. We're like, again, those aren't common names, especially not these days, but like mm -hmm. that root is, is not super far off as opposed to like Cled, right? Like, yeah, yeah. That's more Belveth. Yeah, but I can't <laughs> wait to name my firstborn son Tim Kench. Can't wait to Hell name yeah. my, my child Cogma, regardless of gender. Hell yeah. <laughs> Call Cogma for short. Cogma, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, H-Fire. Thank you. Last um, email, wow. 
Last email from Rainbow Rare. Hey, dudes. I was having a blast playing Ultimate Spillbook this week and was wondering what y'all's favorite ultimate combo has been so far. My personal favorite has been Tom Kench with Nasus ult and Shaka with Malzahar uh, ult at a close second. Hope everyone in the community is having a great day and drinking plenty of water. Thanks for the great content and making my morning routine at work feel fun. Rainbow Rare. I mean, for me, it's got to be Bard Nar, uh, Nard, if you will, uh, currently. But I mean, I, I feel like any time you get a small character with Cho'Gath ult, it was like mm-hmm. it's it's just so fun. If Cho'Gath ult is ever available, just pick it. But yeah, yeah it's absolutely. Devalia, Quinn, the combo. I think it's just so much fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't. I don't even know if I've actually played Ultimate Spellbook. Yeah, I, Colton, it feels like a game that you would absolutely enjoy. It's so wacky and Probably. fun that like yeah. you you get. I had a combo. I I don't know if I ever got the. No, I pulled it off once where I was playing Yasuo and I got Yone ulti mm-hmm. and I could knock up for myself. Um, oh, fucking! Yesterday I had a fucking. I played Zoe support and I got misfortunate. And for those who don't know, uh, oh. misfortunate doesn't wake up sleeps. So yeah level three you get your ultimate or whatever like you, you get it like a minute into lane or whatever so i just walk up to their support bubbler then full misfortune alter <laughs> oh, that's, that's really funny i, I gotta, feel like I the scaling some. i feel like the scaling for some of the ults like especially early is really really wacky mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah you it's should a game, but... it, it's, a, it's a lot of fun it's it's we were talking about this earlier in the discord it's probably my favorite like my favorite like rotating game mode yeah, maybe Nick outside of about it Maybe oh, outside sorry, of guys splits, it's okay. Uh, it's fun playing games that are like very similar to still League of Legends. Like it still feels like you're playing League, but like mm-hmm. a more fun version of it. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like League League Light. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, Earth's like a shorter. little bit too crazy. Yeah, definitely too crazy and too meta. Yeah. So uh, that'll do it for this episode of Leadcast. If you want to send us an email, it is mail at leadcastpodcast.com. You can watch us on Twitch at King Lard Out Blue Basket and Leadcast Frost. Tweet at us at LeeCast on Facebook, we're LeeCast. Visit our website, LeeCastPodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.gg slash LeeCast. And finally, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash LeeCast. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.